Welcome to this episode of the Future Champions podcast. I'm here with Shedden Taylor for his third instalment of the Team Challenge, where he selected Celtic Football Club. He has to select one player from each position from 2010 to 2020. Shedden, welcome back. Thank you, Stu. Thanks for having me. It's always great to have you, but for some reason, today just feels a little bit better talking about Celtic Football Club on a day like today. Yeah, it does. It's definitely a, a positive vibe at the moment when you talk, mention the, the word Celtic Football Club. It's happening. It's, it's a good place to be as a fan of the club. Celtic Football Club took on Rangers at Highbrox at home. And they won an incredible match. What was your thoughts? What were you thinking? Have you recovered? That last 20 minutes of that football match was some of the most nervous I've been. I was just a bag of nerves. Felt like I was going to vomit. Had to get up and walk away. It wasn't a cup final. You know, it's been a cup finals uh, where it was pretty hairy. And But this one was just different. It was we haven't been Rangers at Ibrox for a few few seasons now. You know, we were only three points clear. We had the goal difference. But this, there's so much riding on this season and to be where we are under Ange when everyone had written us off, you know, like Hugh Keevans was saying that he expects Celtic to finish third this season behind Aberdeen and Rangers. So that just shows you where everyone thought Celtic would end up and how they'd written off main man Ange. Well, talking about that negative Hugh Keevans, I actually have from the Super Scoreboard his reaction to the game minutes after Celtic won the game. Let's have a listen. What I'd like to think is that the Celtic supporters will come on and praise Ange Postacoglu and every player. I cannot do better than to say today was the ultimate vindication of Ange Postacoglu's philosophy and his players carried out his philosophy uh, to their own physical detriment. They ran themselves into the ground. The looks on the faces of the Rangers players at time up told me that they believe the league was lost today. Celtic now have to show resolve against St Johnston next Saturday. It would be criminal to pass up on what they have done today by dropping anything at home to St Johnston, the second bottom club. So... Celtic simply have to maintain what they've been doing for most of the season and they have Rangers to come at Celtic Park after the split. But today, the ultimate vindication of Ange Postacoglu. Well, never true word spoken, Shedden. That must have been hard for him to say that. It was great to listen to, I've got to tell you, and it is befitting to talk about that because without sounding like a broken record, a lot of people wrote Ange Postacoglu and his style of football off very early. Everywhere he's gone, he sort of left his identity at the club and you can still see it. And here he is talking after the game. It's, it's another game, uh, you know, another three points and we move on to next week and do the same. But, um, you know, the 700 in today were, were outstanding. They played their part and um, super pleased to send them home happy. And I know there are millions... Uh, at home who were, who were just bouncing around at the moment and uh, couldn't feel happier for him. I'll tell you why I chose that clip, Shedden, and you probably know it. The first part is that he's straight back on to the plan. It's just another three points. We've got to back it up. We've got to move forward, keep moving forward. I love that. And the second part I love is that he always acknowledges the supporters, the people that make Celtic Football Club great, and that's the people around him. 
he doesn't stop. You know, we don't stop. The season's not over. With that sentence that he said there, like, it's just three points. It, it's true. We could go, what happens if we go and lose to St. Johnson next weekend? And there's those three points back that Rangers could potentially have. Whereas if we win, we go nine points clear, put the pressure on Rangers. And, and the fans, you know, he really gets it. There's a special relationship with Ange and the fans. And it's really authentic and he really gets it you know he knows that this football club is more to a lot of people than just a sports team it's an identity it's a a way of life i guess he's probably really humbled that he gets to you know steer the ship that can make so many people's lives better it sounds a little bit far-fetched saying that but it really does mean that much to so many people but we are here to talk about your team challenge. You're up to the right back. You've chosen your goalkeeper. You've chosen your left back. Now you're about to choose your right back from 2010 to 2020. Can you tell me who it is? Mikael Lustig. I, I don't think, in fairness, you could have chosen anyone else. But let me hear from you. Why did you choose him? When he first came to the club, he was incredible he had pace a brilliant defender uh, first and foremost but he also provided a really good attacking threat and he just went on to stay with the club for I think it was seven years seven seasons and um, he there were so many special memories from Mikel you know Swedish internationalist and he was at the club for the longest period during that you know that decade and there was really no one else that you know, it's like a lot of these positions that we've talked about so far that there isn't really a close second. Well, when you think about it, he played his first game in January 2012 and he left the club in 2019. He was part of the club for seven and a half years. In that time, he helped the club achieve eight league titles, four Scottish Cups and four League Cups. That's 16 trophies for the club and was part of that dynasty that really just destroyed Scottish football 276 appearances for Celtic he was absolutely dynamite incredible and um there was a lot there's a lot of great moments for for him he came in under Lenny and he was really good for Lenny's Celtic team um at the uh that 2012 season he was incredible he just kicked on and played really well under Ronnie Dyler Played really good under Brendan Rogers when Lenny came back. It was he was just getting to that age where he just couldn't really keep up with the physicality of Scottish football anymore. But he was a great servant for the club, and yeah, so many so many special special moments. Um, you know, particularly the cup final where he's headed the ball over to Odson Edvard to score in the last minute of the game, and or the Rabona that he set up. To, to cross it to Musa Dembele in the 5-2 win over St. Johnston, which was, I think, a 25-pass play. Every player in the team touched the ball, 25 passes, and then he, he has the audacity to, for a Rabona to cross in where Musa scores. Yeah, that was shortlisted for the FIFA Puskas Award, most beautiful goal of that season. He was a part of a, a Celtic team that beat Rangers 5-0, and James Forrest scored a goal, and... Uh, as the, the team was celebrating, Lustig's ran over and taken a police officer's cap off him. Brilliant footage of him 
celebrating with the team wearing a copper's hat. When you look at it, it's actually a criminal offence to do that. But if you're talking about the true crime shed, and it has to be that Lustig stole the limelight from James Forrest, who scored his first goal against Rangers. And all people were talking about after the match was the moment that Lustig took the hat off the police officer. Now, I've gone and watched that. I've slowed it right down to see the reaction of the police officer. And at first, he he's shocked. Then he smiles. And then he frowns and thinks, I'm in trouble here. I've just, he's <laughs> taken my hat. And I can tell you, being an ex-police officer and being a prosecutor, I can tell you now, I can feel his pain, national TV, international TV, and he has to explain why he let someone take his hat. Uh, he seemed to get away with it, which I think is awesome. Let's look at Lee Griffiths, for example. If he did that, do you think anyone would be so forgiving? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but he looks like a criminal. So, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into Lustig's personality because I think that leads into it. You have that incident where he stole a police officer's hat at a football match. He used a burst beach ball to put over his head to imitate Scott Brown and he's got a reputation of playing <laughs> playing the keyboard and 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 dancing uh, on social media so he's a bit of a larrikin isn't he yeah 100% he's a lunatic he he used to have a celebration where you know if he'd score and he's like pretend to be like he'd air dj and then take his hands off and get the crowd going and it was uh just a funny guy he just seems like a genuinely funny guy he was probably a really good teammate to have especially in the trenches, if things got tough, he was probably one to sort of bring the atmosphere back up. And he brought the atmosphere back up when he played. People loved him. The Celtic supporters loved him. And I've got a clip of them showing their love and maybe you'll be able to hear the words. I'm not sure. Let's have a listen. So that's Lustig, You're the One, hey? That's a pretty cool song. Having the whole crowd cheering that out, it's it's pretty cool and it shows you how much they truly loved him. Yeah, he was a really, you know, he was just a first name on the team sheet for, for that Celtic squad for such a long time. It was a shame how it sort of ended. It was hard because he's such a fan favourite and so many great memories from him. You can really tell when fans take to a player, they've got, you know, a song. Yeah, brilliant servant for us. Some incredible moments. One of those moments was winning the first treble. He speaks about this on Celtic TV. Let's have a listen. It was unbelievable. I mean, especially it, it was so long. Uh, Celtic uh, are waiting for, for for that treble, and it's been a lot of talks for for weeks and months that uh, can we do it? And then it, it was a really tight game, and uh, you know Aberdeen was one 0 up. So to to be able to to win that and. Uh, and see Tom score a uh, late winning goal and was, uh, was amazing. They're losing against Aberdeen, potentially going to lose out in the opportunity to win the treble. Tommy scores, and by all accounts, Lustig didn't have a great game that game, but was so proud to be part of that team that led the charge for that treble. From that game in particular, I just remember, so it was 2-1, and Tom scored in the, the last minute. Aberdeen took took the lead in the cup final. Armstrong equalised pretty quickly after that. You know, I think essentially the last kick of the ball, Tom comes on and skins two players and then 
hits it with his right foot into the bottom right-hand corner and jubilation sort of ensues and he runs to the fans and it looks like he ends up at the Rose, you know, essentially crowd surfing. And um, that was a huge moment for, for that Brendan Rodgers team winning that first treble. Yeah, Lustig was a huge part of that squad in that game. He might not have had the greatest game, but it was a brilliant result and capped off the start of what would eventually become four of those trebles in a row. And Lustig played a huge part of that. Yes, and the people that he was closest to by his account were Scott Brown, James Forrest, and Tommy Rogic. So it just shows you that they were the nucleus of that team. They're all on that right-hand side of the field together, so you'll have Lustig at right back. You know, Tom plays in that centre midfield role, but he always drifts out to the right side, I guess, that to open his body up you know, to the rest of the field with his left foot. And then Forrest is a, a right midfielder or a right winger. So it's not it's not a shock that they were all really good mates. But, yeah, I've seen photos over the years of, you know, the three of them out with their partners at dinner. And, you know, it was pretty obvious that they were good friends. Who was your close and was there a close second? No. I'm glad you didn't take a long time in answering that question because we've spent a lot of time (laughs) talking about other stuff. So let's keep going. I think you're completely right. Somebody who dominated that for nearly the 10 years, so there is no close second. Yeah, look, (laughs) Adam Matthews was a good player for us uh, before he left to go to Sunderland. Look, since since Lustig left or even towards the end, um, his body was just breaking down a bit. He was picking up injuries pretty frequently, but... You'd still take a, a one-legged Lustig over, you know, John Joe Kenny or some, <laughs> some players that we've had since him. No close second. I, I want to take you to the FIFA stats. Now, be honest. Have you have you looked at the FIFA stats? No. <laughs> That's great preparation for the podcast. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'd like to think it's because you have this morality and integrity, but the truth is you just didn't look, did you? The truth, honestly, is I forget that we do these FIFA stats at the end of every episode. What do you say we go with the 2013 FIFA stats when he was dynamite? Yep. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Very good because they're so much better than the 19. The 19 ones are tragic, to be fair. Yes, like I was saying, he fell off a bit with injuries and age. For pace, what have you got, Shedden? 75. And what about shooting? 58. And what about passing? 70. And dribbling? 72. And defending? 78. And physicality or physical? 78. Let's go through these now. So for pace, you had 75 and the FIFA statisticians had 73. Pretty good. Yep, I'm happy with that. And for shooting, you had 58. They had 62. That's Pretty close. No, I never like it when you undersell a Celtic player <laughs> compared to a statistician. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> All right. That's four points difference. You just talked about a great goal against Rangers. That's got to count for four by itself. Yeah, I mean, and it was a great finish, to be fair. So. All right, but I forgive you. Passing, you said 70, and the statisticians said 73. So three points difference. Okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing. You don't want to say anything, or um, do you want to formally apologise to Lustig now, or just wait to the end? I've seen a lot of Lustig since these stats were, yeah, had come out. So I'm probably getting a little bit skewed from the 2019 Lustig. To be fair, now for dribbling, you had 72. 
these trumpets of statisticians had 65. Well, there, I've just made up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Who could say that his dribbling was 65? Really? Yeah, I'm not too sure. He, you know, especially as a, a wing back or a right back, full back for Celtic, you're, you're doing a lot with the ball. So, absolutely. So then defending, defending, you had 78. The, the statisticians had 74. No way. Yeah, so you're making up for it, Shedden. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, well. Physicality, you said 78, and that is his highest attribute, which again is your height. You've given him the highest attribute of defending and physicality. But you said 78, and they said 82. So a few of these you've been off by the two or four. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. It's not, I mean, it's, it's not. It's not a high distinction. It's not an A plus, but you know you, you, you haven't <laughs> failed. I, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I guess this gives us an opportunity just to talk about the player and their attributes. When you talk about the whole package—pace, shooting, passing, dribbling, defending—and the physical presence of Lustig as a right back, contrary to what the stats were saying, he he was quite fast. But yeah, he was really physical. He was really strong on the ball. He was a great defender. He read the game really well. And his attacking link-up play was brilliant too. His final ball was exceptional. At that time in Scotland, there was no one, no one even remotely similar to him in that position, just miles ahead. When you're assembling a squad, you start from the back and you know get your foundation right. And he would have been a one of those locked-on pillars for that foundation for sure. When... Lustig decided to come to Celtic and that was announced in 2011 in December. He was asked about why he wanted to come from Rosenborg to Celtic and he referred to Henrik Larsson. He said, Henrik Larsson put Celtic on the map in Sweden. So there's another incredible Swedish football player and somebody that Lustig aspired to and was inspired by. Yeah, I don't think you could have been a, a kid in Sweden in the 90s and early 2000s and Henrik wasn't your idol. You know, it's the same whether you're from Sweden or if you were, you know, in certain parts of Glasgow, the King of Kings was your idol. So he's in good company with massive fans of Henrik. He's right up there with Zlatan Ibrahimovic and other notable people that have said Henrik is, you know, undoubtedly the greatest of all time. Absolutely. And what a, what an inspiration to live up to. Seven and a half years at Celtic Football Club, 276 appearances. He helped attain 16 trophies for the club. And without question, the best right back of that decade. You've now chosen your left back. You've chosen your goalkeeper. You've chosen your right back. It's now time to choose a centre back next month. And the month after, you'll have to choose another centre back. Have you got any idea who you've chosen for those spots? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it'll be contentious in any way whatsoever? One of them might be. The other, I, I don't think so. It should be fine. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing who they are. Uh, Shedden, thank you for joining me on this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have, and we look forward to catching up with you next month. Next month.